This is Lotus's Ken Danson's podcast, and it's the 12th of February 2023. The time is 0016, and it is Sunday. Naturally, we are going to pick up where we left off. We have come to Second Chronicles, chapter number 15. Now the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Odet. So he went out to meet Asa and said to him, Hear me, O Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. Jehovah is with you as long as you remain with him, and if you search for him, he will let himself be found by you. But if you abandon him, he will abandon you. For a long time Israel has been without the true God, without a priest teaching, and without law. But when, in their distress, they returned to Jehovah the God of Israel and searched for him, he let himself be found by them. In those times no one could travel safely, for there was much unrest among all the inhabitants of the lands. Nation was being crushed by nation, and one city by another city, because God kept them in disorder with every sort of distress. But you be strong and do not become discouraged, for your activity will be rewarded. As soon as Asa heard these words and the prophecy of Odet, the prophet he took courage and removed the disgusting idols from all the land of Judah and Benjamin and from the cities that he had captured from the mountain regions of Ephraim, and he restored Jehovah's altar that was before the porch of Jehovah. And he gathered together all Judah and Benjamin and the foreign residents with them from Ephraim and Manasseh and Simeon, for they had deserted to him from Israel in great number, when they saw that Jehovah his God was with him. So they were gathered together at Jerusalem in the third month, on the fifteenth year of Asa's reign. On that day they sacrificed to Jehovah from the spoils they had brought, seven hundred cattle and seven thousand sheep. Furthermore, they entered into a covenant to search for Jehovah, the God of their forefathers, with all their heart and with all their soul. Whoever would not search for Jehovah the God of Israel was to be put to death, whether small or great, man or woman. So they took an oath to Jehovah with a loud voice, with joyful shouting, and with the trumpets and horns. And all Judah rejoiced over the oath, for they had taken the oath with all their hearts, and they eagerly sought him, and he let himself be found by them. And Jehovah continued to give them rest on every side. As the king even removed Maaka, his grandmother, from her position as queen mother, because she had made an obscene idol for the worship of the sacred pole. Asa cut down her obscene idol and polarized it and burned it in the Kidron Valley. But the high places were not removed from Israel. Nevertheless, Asa's heart was completely or complete all his life, and he brought the things that he and his father had made holy into the house of the true God, silver, gold, and various utensils. There was no war until the 35th year of Asa's reign. Chapter number 16. In the 36th year of the reign of Asa, King Baasha of Israel came up against Judah and began to build up Ramah to prevent anyone from going out or coming in to King Asa of Judah. 
and that Asa brought out silver and gold from the treasuries of Jehovah's house and the king's house, and sent them to King Ben-Hadad of Syria, who was dwelling in Damascus, saying, There is a treaty between me and you, and between my father and your father. I am sending you silver and gold. Come, break your treaty with King Baasha of Israel, so that he will withdraw from me. Ben-Hadad listened to King Asa and sent the chiefs of his armies against the cities of Israel, and they struck down Eon, Dan, Abel, Maim, and all the storage places of the city of Naphtali. When Baasha heard of it, he immediately quit building Rama and abandoned his work on it. King Asa then took all Judah, and they carried off the stones and timbers of Rama that Baasha had been building with, and with them he built up Gibeah uh, and Mizpah. At that time Hanani, the seer, came to King Asa of Judah and said to him, Because you relied on the king of Syria, and did not rely on Jehovah your God, the army of the king of Syria has escaped out of your hand. Were not the Ethiopians and the Libyans a very great army with many chariots? And horsemen, but because you rely, but because you relied on Jehovah, He gave them into your hand. For the eyes of Jehovah are roaring about through all the earth, to show His strength in behalf of those whose heart is completely towards Him. You have acted foolishly in this matter. From now on, there will be wars against you. However, Asa became offended at the seer and put him in prison because he was enraged at him over this. And Asa began to mistreat others among the people at that same time. Now the history of Asa from the beginning to end is written in the book of the kings of Judah and of Israel. In the 39th year of his reign, Asa developed an alignment in his uh, ailment in his feet until he became very sick, and even in his sickness he turned not to Jehovah, but to the healers. Then Asa was laid to rest with his forefathers. He died in the forty-first years of his reign. So they buried him in the grand burial place that he had excavated for himself in the city of David, and they laid him on a bier that had been filled with balsam oil and different sort of ingredients mixed into a special specially made ointment. Further, they made an extraordinarily great funeral burning for him. Chapter number 17 And his son Jehoashpat became king in his place, and he strengthened his position over Israel. He stationed military forces in all the fortified cities of Judah and put garnishons in the land of Judah and in the cities of Ephraim, that Asa his father had captured. Jehovah continued with Jehoshaphat because he walked in the former ways of his forefather David and did not search for the Baals. For he searched for the God of his father and followed his commandments and not the practices of Israel. Jehovah kept the kingdom firmly established in his hand and all Judah continued to give gifts to Jehoshaphat, and he had riches and glory in abundance. His heart became bold in the ways of Jehovah, and he even removed the high places and the sacred poles from Judah. In the third year of his reign, he sent for his 
princesses, Ben har il, og hvad de har sig aria Nathaniel and Mikaia to teach in the cities of Judah. There were Levites with them, Shemaya, Netania, Shebatia, Ashahel, Shemiamoth, Yehonatan, Adoniah, Tobiah, and Tobat Uniah, and along with them Elishama and Yehoram the priest. They began teaching in Judah, taking with them the book of Jehovah's law, and they went around through all the cities of Judah, teaching among the people. And the dread of Jehovah came upon all the kings of the land surrounding Judah, and they did not fight against Jehoshaphat. And the Philistines brought to Jehoshaphat gifts and money as tribute. The Arabs brought him 7,700 rams and 7,700 male goats from their flock. Jehoshaphat grew greater and greater, and he continued building fortified places and stored cities in Judah. He carried out extensive projects in the city of Judah, and he had soldiers, mighty warriors in Jerusalem. These were grouped by their parental houses of Judah, the chiefs of thousands, Adana, Adna, the chief, and with him were three hundred thousand mighty warriors, and under his command was Yehonan, Yehohanan, the chief, and with him were two hundred and eighty thousand, and also under his command was Amashia, the son of Shikri, who volunteered for Jehovah's service, and with him were two hundred thousand mighty warriors, and out of Benjamin was Eli Adda, a mighty warrior, and with him were two hundred thousand men equipped with the bow and shield. And under his command was Jehoabad, and with him were one hundred eighty thousand men equipped for the army. These were ministering to the king in addition to those whom the king put in the fortified cities throughout all Judah. Chapter number 18 Jehoshaphat had riches and glory in abundance but he made a mouth alliance with Ahab. So years later he went down to Ahab at Samaria, and Ahab sacrificed sheep and cattle in abundance for him and for the people with him. And he urged him to go up against Ramoth-Gilead. Then King Ahab of Israel said to King Jehoshaphat of Judah, Will you go with me to Ramoth-Gilead? He replied to him, I am the same as you, and my people are the same as your people, and we will support you in the war. But Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, First inquire, please, for the word of Jehovah. So the king of Israel gathered the prophets together, four hundred men, and said to them, Should we go to war against Ramoth Gilead, or should I refrain? They said, Go up, and the true God will give it into their king's hand. Jehoshaphat then said, Is there not here a prophet of Jehovah? Let us also inquire through him. At that the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, There is still one more man, though whom we can inquire of Jehovah, but I hate him, for he never prophesies good things concerning me, but always bad. He is Mikah, the son of Imlah. However, Jehoshaphat said, The king should not say such a thing. So the king of Israel called a court official and said, Bring Mikah, the son of Imlah quickly. 
Now the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, were each sitting on his throne, dressed in royal attire. They were sitting at the threshing floor at the entrance of the gate of Samaria, and all the prophets were prophesying before them. Then Zedekiah, the son of Sinanah, made for himself iron horns and said, This is what Jehovah says. With these you will gore the Syrians until you exterminate them. All the other prophets were prophesying the same way, saying, Go up to Ramoth Gilead, and you will be successful. Jehovah will give it into the king's hand. So the messengers who went to call Micaiah said to him, Look, the words of the prophets are unnamosously favorable to the king. Let your words please become like theirs and speak favorably. But Micaiah said, As surely as Jehovah is living, whatever my God says is what I will speak. Then he came in to the king, and the king asked him, Micaiah, should we go uh, to war against Ramot Gilead, or should I refrain? At once he replied, Go up, and you will be successful. They will be given into your hand. At that the king said to him, How many times must I put you under oath not to speak to me anything but the truth in the name of Jehovah? So he said, I see all the Israelites scattered on the mountains like sheep that have no shepherd. Jehovah said, These have no master. Let each one go back to his house in peace. Then the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, Did I not tell you? He will not prophesy good things concerning me, only bad. Micaiah then said, Therefore, hear the word of Jehovah. I saw Jehovah sitting on his throne, and all the army of the heavens standing at his right and at his left. Jehovah then said, Who will fool King Ahab of Israel, so that he will go up and fall at Ramot Gilead? And one was saying one thing, while another said something else. Then a spirit came forward and stood before Jehovah and said, I will fool him. Jehovah asked him, How will you do it? He replied, I will go out and become a deceptive spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. So he said, You will fool him, and what is more, you will be successful. Go out and do that. And now Jehovah has put a deceptive spirit in the mouth of these prophets of yours. But Jehovah has declared calamity for you. Zedekiah, the son of Saniah, now approached and struck Micaiah on the cheeks and said, Which way did the Spirit of Jehovah pass from me to speak with you? Micaiah replied, Look, you will see which way on the day when you will enter the innermost room to hide. Then the king of Israel said, Take Micaiah and turn him over to Amnon, the chiefs of the city, and to Joash, the king's son. Tell them, This is what the king says, Put this fellow in the prison, and feed him with a reduced allowance of bread and water in it until I return in peace. But Micaiah said, If you do return in peace, Jehovah has not spoken with me. Then he added, Take note, all you people. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, went up to Ramot Gilead. The king of Israel now said to Jehoshaphat, I will disguise myself, and I will go into the battle, but you should put on your royal attire. So the king of Israel disguised himself, and they entered the battle. Now the king of Syria had ordered his chariots commanders, 
Do not fight with anyone, small or great, except the king of Israel. And as soon as the chariots commanders saw Jehoshaphat, they said to themselves, It is the king of Israel. So they turned to fight against him, and Jehoshaphat began to cry for help. And Jehovah helped him, and God at once diverted them from him. When the chariots commanders saw that it was not the king of Israel, they immediately turned back from following him. But one man shot his bow at random, and he struck the king of Israel between the joints of his coat of mall. So the king said to his chariots, Turn around and take me out of the battle, for I have been badly wounded. The fighting raged throughout that day, and the king of Israel had to be propped up in the chariot, facing the Syrians until the evening, and he died at sunset. Chapter number 19 Then King Jehoshaphat of Judah returned safely to his own house in Jerusalem. Jehu, the son of Hanani, the visionary, went out to meet him and said to King Jehoshaphat, Is it the wicked you should be helping, and is it those who hate Jehovah you should love? Because of this the indignation of Jehovah is against you. Nevertheless, there are good things that have been found in you, because you cleared out the sacred poles from the land, and you have prepared your heart to search for the true God. You Jehoshaphat continued living in Jerusalem, and he went out against among the people from Beersheba to the mountain regions of Ephraim to bring them back to Jehovah, the God of their forefathers. He also appointed judges throughout the land in the, all the fortified cities of Judah, city by city. And he said to the judges, Pay attention to what you are doing, for you do not judge for man, but for Jehovah, and he is with you when you pass judgment. Now let the fear of Jehovah be upon you. Be careful about what you do, for with Jehovah our God there is no injustice, no partiality, no bribe-taking. In Jerusalem also Jehoshaphat appointed some of the Levites and the priests and some of the heads of the parental houses of Israel to serve as judges for Jehovah and to settle legal cases for the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And he commanded them, this is what you should do in the fear of Jehovah, with faithfulness and a complete heart. Whatever your brothers living in their cities bring a legal case that involves the shedding of blood or a question about a law, a commandment, a regulation or judgment, you should warn them so that they may not become guilty before Jehovah. Otherwise his indignation will come against you and your brothers. This is what you should do, so that you may not inquire guilt. Here is a Maria, the chief priest, who is over you for every matter of Jehovah. Sebadiah, the son of Ishmael, is the leader of the house of Judah for every matter pertaining to the king. And the Levites will serve as officers for you. Be strong and act, and let Jehovah be with those who do what is good. Chapter number 20. Afterwards, the Moabites and the Amorites, together with some of the Amumim, came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. So Jehoshaphat was told, A large crowd has come against you from the region of the sea, from Edom, and there they are in Hazar Son Tamar, that is, in Gedi. 
Hadad Jehoshaphat became afraid, and he resolved to search for Jehovah, so he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. The people of Judah then gathered together to inquire of Jehovah. They came from all the cities of Judah to consult Jehovah. Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of Jehovah before the new courtyard, and he said, O Jehovah, the God of our forefathers, are you not God in the heavens? Do you not have dominion over all the kingdoms of the nations? If your hand are power, if your hand are power and might, and no one can stand against you. O our God, did you not drive away the inhabitants of this land from before your people Israel, and then give it as a lasting possession for the offspring of your friend Abraham? And they settled in it, and they built for you there a sanctuary for your name, saying, If disaster should come on us, whether by sword, adverse judgment, pestilence, or famine, let us stand before this house and before you, for your name is in this house, and call to you for help out of our distress, and may you hear and save us. Now here are the men of Amnon, Moab, and the mountain regions of Shehir, whom you did not allow Israel to invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, they turned away from them and did not annihilate them. Now they are repaying us by coming in to drive us out from the possession that you gave us as an inheritance. O oh, our God, will you not execute judgment on them? For we are powerless before this large crowd that is coming against us, and we do not know what we should do, but our eyes are towards you. Meanwhile, all those of Judah were standing before Jehovah, along with their little ones, their wives and their children. Then in the middle of the congregation the Spirit of Jehovah came upon Yahashiel, son of Zedekiah, son of Benaiah, son of Jeiel, son of Mataniah, the Levite of the son of Ashab. He said, Pay attention, all Judah, and your inhabitants of Jerusalem, and King Jehoshaphat. Here's what Jehovah says to you. Do not be afraid or be terrified because of this large crowd, for the battle is not yours but God's. Tomorrow go down against them. They will be coming up by the pass of Sis, and you will find them at the end of the valley before the wilderness of Yewel. You will not need to fight this battle. Take your possession, stand still, and see the salvation of Jehovah in your behalf. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid or be terrified. Tomorrow Go out against them, and Jehovah will be with you. At once Jehoshaphat bowed low with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before Jehovah to worship Jehovah. The Levites, who were descendants of the Kohathites and the Korahites, rose up to praise Jehovah, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. They rose up early the next morning and went out to the wilderness of Tekoa. As they went out, Jehoshaphat stood up and said, Listen to me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Put faith in Jehovah your God, so that you may be able to stand firm. Put faith in his prophets, and you will be successful. After he consulted with the people, he appointed men to sing to Jehovah and to offer praise in holy adornment as they went out ahead of the armed men, saying, Give thanks to Jehovah, for his loyal love endures forever. 
When they began joyfully singing praises, Jehovah set an ambush against the men of Amnon, Moab, and the mountain regions of Seir, who were invading Judah, and they struck each other down. And the Ammonites and the Moabites turned against the inhabitants of the mountain regions of Seir to destroy and annihilate them. And when they finished with the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. But when Judah came to the watchtower of the wilderness and looked towards the crowd, there they saw their carcasses falling to the ground. There was no survivors. So Jehoshaphat and his people came to carry off the spoil from them, and they found among them an abundance of goods, clothes, and desirable articles, which they stripped off for themselves until they could carry no more. It took three days to carry off the spoil, for it was abundant. On the fourth day they congregated together at the valley of Beriah, for there they passed Jehovah. That is why they named that place Valley of Beriah until until today. When all the men of Judah and Jerusalem with Jehoshaphat at their head returned to Jerusalem with rejoicing, for Jehovah had made them rejoice over their enemies, So they came into Jerusalem with strings, instruments, harps, and trumpets, and went to the house of Jehovah. And the dread of God came upon all the kingdoms of the land when they heard that Jehovah had fought against the enemies of Israel. Thus the kingdom of Jehoshaphat had no disturbance, and his God continued to give him rest on every side. And Jehoshaphat continued reigning over Judah. He was thirty-five years old when he came and became king, and he reigned for twenty-five years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Asuba, the daughter of Shilhi. He kept walking in the ways of his father, Asa. He did not deviate from it, and he did what was right in Jehovah's eyes. However, the high places were not removed, and the people had not yet prepared their heart for the God of their forefathers. As for the rest of the history of Jehoshaphat, from beginning to end, there it is written among the word of Jehu, the son of Hanani, which were included in the book of the kings of Israel. After this, King Jehoshaphat of Judah made an alliance with King Ahashia of Israel, who acted wickedly. So he made him his partner in making ships to go to Tarshish, and they built the ships in Eshinoageber. However, Eliezer, the son of Do'ahu of Marisha, spoke prophesily against Jehoshaphat, saying, Because you have made an alliance with Ahashia, Jehovah will destroy your works. So the ships were wrecked, and they were unable to go to Tarshish. Chapter number 21 Then Jehoshaphat was laid to rest with his forefathers, and was buried with his forefather in the city of David. And his son Jehoram became king in his place. His brothers, Jehoshaphat's sons, were Asariah, Jehiel, Seharjah, Asariah, Michael, and Shephatiah. All of these were the sons of King Jehoshaphat of Israel. And their father had given them many gifts in silver and gold and valuable things, along with fortified cities in Judah. But he gave the kingdom to Jehoram, for he was the firstborn. 
When Jehoram had taken control of the kingdom of his father, he strengthened his position by killing all his brothers with the sword, as well as some of the princes of Israel. Jehoram was 32 years old when he became king, and he reigned for eight years in Jerusalem. He walked in the ways of the king of Israel, just as those of the house of Ahab had done, for Ahab's daughter had become his wife, and he kept doing what was bad in Jehovah's eyes. But Jehovah did not want to bring the house of David to ruin for the sake of the covenant that he had made with David, since he had promised to give a lamb to him and to his sons always. In his days Edom revolted against Judah and then set up its own king. So Jehuram and his commanders crossed over with all the chariots, and he rose up by night and defeated the Edomites who were surrounding him and the chariots' commanders. But Edom has kept up its revolt against Judah to this day. Libna also revolted against him at that time, because he had abandoned Jehovah the God of his forefathers. He had also made his high places on the mountains of Judah to cause the inhabitants of Jerusalem to commit spiritual prostitution, and he led Judah astray. Eventually a written message came to him from Elijah the prophet, saying, This is what Jehovah the God of David your forefather says. You have not walked in the ways of your father Jehoshaphat, or in the ways of King Asa of Judah. But you walked in the way of the kings of Israel and caused Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to commit spiritual prostitution, like the prostitution of the, of the house of Ahab. And you even killed your own brothers, the household of your father, who were better than you. Therefore, Jehovah is dealing a great blow to your people, to your sons, to your wives, and to all your possessions, and you will suffer with many sicknesses, including a disease of your intestines, until your intestines comes out because of the disease day after day. Then Jehovah stirred up against Jehoram, the Philistines, and the Arabs who were near the Ethiopians. So they invaded Judah, forcing their way in, and carried off all the possessions that were found at the king's house as well as his sons and his wives, and the only son left to him was Jehoahaz, his youngest son. And after all of this, Jehovah afflicted him with an incurable disease in his intestines. Sometimes later, when two full years had passed, his intestines came out because of his disease, and he died while suffering severely from his disease. And his people did not make a burning for him like the burning that was made for his forefathers. He was 32 years old when he became king, and he reigned for eight years in Jerusalem. No one regretted it when he died, so they buried him in the city of David, but not in the burial place of the kings. Chapter number 22 Then the inhabitants of Jerusalem made his youngest son Ahashia king in his place, for the murderous band that came with the Arabs to the camp had killed all the older ones. So Ahashia, the son of Jehoram, became to began to reign as king of Judah. Ahashia was twenty-two years old when he became king, and he reigned for one year in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Atalia, the granddaughter of Omri. He too walked in the ways of the house of Ahab, for his mother 
became his advisor in acting, acting wickedly, and he kept doing what was bad in Jehovah's eyes, like the house of Ahab, for they became his advisors after the death of his father to his destruction. He followed their advice and went with Jehuram, the son of King Ahab of Israel, to wage war against King Hashiel of Syria at Ramot Gilead, where the archers wounded Jehuram. He returned to Yashiel to recover from the wounds that he had, they had inflicted on him at Ramah when he fought against King Hashiel of Syria. Hashiel, the son of Jehoram, the king of Judah, went down to Yashiel to see Jehoram, the son of Ahab, because he had been wounded. But God brought about the downfall of Ahashia by his coming to Jehoram, and when he came, he went out with Jehoram to meet Jehu, the grandson of Nimshi, whom Jehovah had anointed to do away with the house of Ahab. When Jehu began to execute judgment on the house of Ahab, he found the princesses of Judah and the son of Ahashia's brothers, ministers of Ahashia, and he killed them. Then he looked for Ahashia. They captured him where he was hiding in Samaria, and they brought him to Jehu. Then they put him to death and buried him. For they said, He is the grandson of Jehoshaphat, who searched for Jehovah with all his heart. There was no one of the house of Ahashia who had the power to rule the kingdom. When Atalia, Ahashia's mother, saw that her son had died. She rose up and destroyed the entire royal line of the house of Judah. However, Jehoshaphat, the daughter of the king, took Jehoash, the son of Ahashia, and stole him away from among the sons of the king who were to be put to death. And she put him and his nurse in an inner bedroom. Jehoshaphat, the daughter of King Jehoram, she was the wife of Jehoiada, the priest and a sister of Ahashia managed to keep him concealed from Atalia so that she did not put him to death. He remained with them for six years, hiding at the house of the true God while Atalia was ruling over the land. Chapter number 23. In the seventh year, Jehoiada acted courageously and made a pact with the chiefs of hundreds, namely Asaiah the son of Jehoram, Ishamiel the son of Jehoram, Hanan, Asaiah the son of Obed, Maaseh the son of Adaiah, and Elishaphat the son of Sikri. Then they went throughout Judah and gathered together the Levites from all the cities of Judah and the heads of the parental houses of Israel. When they came to Jerusalem, the entire congregation made a covenant with the king in the house of the true God, after which he said to them, Look, the king's sons will reign, just as Jehovah promised concerning the son of David. This is what you are to do. One third of the priests and of the Levites who will be on duty on the Sabbath will be doorkeepers. Another third will be at the house of the king, and another third will be at the gate of the foundation, and all the people will be in the courtyard of the house of Jehovah. Do not let anyone enter the house of Jehovah except the priest and the Levites who are ministering. These may answer because they are a holy group, and all the people will be kept a obligation to Jehovah. The Levites must surround the king on every side, each with his weapon in hand. 
Anyone entering the house will be put to death. Stay with the king wherever he goes. The Levites and all Judah did exactly what Jehoiada the priest had commanded. So each one took his men who were on duty on the Sabbath together with those who were off duty on the Sabbath. For Jehoiada the priest had not dismissed the division from their duty. Jehoiada the priest then gave the chiefs of hundred the spears and the bucklers and the circular shields that had belonged to King David, which were in the house of the true God. He then stationed all the people each with his weapon in hand from the right side of the house to the left side of the house, by the altar and by the house, all around the king. Then they brought the king's son out and put on him the crown and the testimony, and made him king, and Jehoiada and his sons anointed him. Then they said, Long live the king. When Natalia heard the sound of the people running and praising the king, she immediately came to the people at the house of Jehovah. Then she saw the king standing there by his pillar at the entrance. The princesses and the trumpeters were with the king, and all the people of the land were rejoicing and blowing the trumpets, and the singers with musical instruments were leading the praises. At this, Atalia ripped her garment apart and cried out, Conspiracy! Conspiracy! But Jehoiada the priest brought out the chiefs of hundreds, those appointed over the army, and said to them, Take her out from among the ranks, and if anyone follows her, put him to death with the sword. For the priest had said, Do not put her to death in the house of Jehovah. So they seized her, and when she reached the entrance of the house gate, the horse's gate of the king's house, they immediately put her to death there. Then Jehoiada made a covenant between himself and all the people and the king that they would continue as the people of Jehovah. After that all the people came to the house of Baal and tore it down, and they smashed his altars and his images, and they killed Matan, the priest of Baal, in front of the altar. Then Jehoiada put the oversight of the house of Jehovah in the hands of the priest and the Levites, from David whom David had assigned in division over the house of Jehovah to offer up the burnt sacrifices of Jehovah according to what is written in the law of Moses, with rejoicing and with song as directed by David. He also stationed the gatekeepers by the gates of the house of Jehovah so that no one unclean in any respect could enter. He now took the chiefs of hundreds, the nobles, the rulers of the people, and all the people of the land, and escorted the king down from the house of Jehovah. Then they came through the upper gates to the king's house, and seated the king on the throne of the kingdom. So all the people of the land rejoiced, and the city was quiet, for they had put Atalia to death with the sword. So, This is Kenneth Anderson signing off. It's the 12th of February, 2023. The time is 01.07 and it is uh, Sunday. Bye.